Welcome to the Birthing in New Earth podcast, awakening the divine feminine in birth, business, and spirituality. My name is Samantha, and in this podcast, I'll be having conversations with movers and shakers from around the world on a range of topics. I truly believe that when we tap into the areas around birth and business and spirituality, there is true potential for change in the world. The time is now to create the future of our dreams. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Birthing in New Earth podcast. This is Samantha and I am super excited to be sharing this episode with you today. So in this episode we have Diana Bulu. She is a modern medicine woman, womb awakening teacher, coach, author, speaker and storyteller. And I truly enjoyed this deep dive we took in this conversation. We we talk about the power of awakening and healing the womb space. Diana shares her own personal experiences in this area of her own healing journey, her research she's done, and years of learning healing practices like core shamanism that have led her to understand how sexual and emotional trauma impact us as individuals, but also collectively. She delves into what sacred womb awakening means and the offering that she has and how this involves healing the different layers of psychological, emotional, and physical trauma that we, we hold and how her mission with a sacred womb awakening is to create a planetary shift that moves humanity from trauma to embodiment and love. We discuss so much more in this conversation. It's super powerful. So listen in. I hope you enjoy it. Also, coming up soon, we have less than four weeks to our next birthing in New Earth gathering. Diana will be a part of this as well. The tickets are now live, so you can check that out in the links below. There's a wonderful lineup. It's going to be super powerful around this equinox time. So I look forward to share that with you. Enjoy the conversation. Much love. Okay, welcome. I am so excited to have Diana with us on our podcast today. Diana, you're doing such amazing work in the world and I'm truly inspired by you and what you're sharing in the world. So thank you so much for joining us today. It's a real honor to be on the show with you, Samantha. Thanks. Yeah, I can't wait to see where our conversation goes today. But I wanted to start really about your journey. So I kind of did a little research. Um, You've had quite a colorful journey and you've gone down many paths to bring you where you are today. So can you tell us a little bit about, um, share with us your background and some key moments that have led you to where you are today and doing the work you do? Yes, of course. So what I'm doing today is Sacred Womb Awakening, which is all about the spiritual and emotional healing of the womb space. And we'll talk a lot about that later. And the path that got me there, as you can probably imagine, because what I do now is kind of so far out in terms of um, <laughs> where, from where I began my life. There were quite a few twists and turns along the way to get me there. But I think really key aspects of my path really included at a pivotal age at university realizing that I wasn't going to go down a science and medicine path. So I was kind of docketed to, to go down a sort mm-hmm. of, you know, <laughs> biology yeah. slash medical um, scientific path. And 
really a short while into that, I realized I just couldn't, I couldn't fit inside that paradigm. It didn't really work. Mm. It was too constrained. It was too small. And it, it was so confident of itself. It was so convinced that it had the, all the answers. It just felt like a straitjacket. And I began kind of immediately at university to, to change my subjects. And I changed to anthropology, which was an amazing gift because it allowed me to understand how different cultures heal, how different mm. cultures see the body, see the psyche. And I even ended up studying shamans and how they work um, from an academic viewpoint. Yeah. And as my studies progressed, I ended up in South America working in shamanic cultures and feeling very inspired by the land, by the culture, by the beauty. And this was just kind of really starting to already shift my worldview. And mm. I didn't really know who I was at this point, but I was just understanding that the kind of conventional pathways that society was offering, I was just moving further and further away from them. Mm. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so in my early 20s, after university, I had a kind of healing crisis, which is often how we folks begin um, our path more consciously. Yeah. And I discovered um, shiatsu, which is a form of energy medicine. And mm. it's uh, body work. I'm sure you've, you've heard of it. It's very popular yeah. around the world now. And I spent 10 years really immersed in learning that and practicing that and also becoming a teacher of that. And at the same time, I trained to become a performance storyteller, which was yeah. this other amazing thread, which really inspired me and felt like it was also opening doors into the shamanic world of really receiving story, but at a spiritual level and at an energetic level and the story being medicine. Mm. And so... By the time I was in my early 30s, I had these really strong threads around energy body work and storytelling. And I had really didn't understand how they connected, but I just knew that I was very interested in them. Yeah. And then um, in my early 30s, I was realizing there were a lot of things in my life that still did not feel healed, uh, particularly yeah. around my sexual energy. And I was looking for deeper answers. I realized I'd sort of come to a, a stagnation with um, body work. Something, there was something deeper I needed to see or understand. And um, I found the door opening into core shamanic work, which is when you mm. work with spirit and energy, but using the drum as a tool to open up the mind's capacity to see and to feel and to perceive the energetic world beyond the physical world. And for me, this was a huge homecoming. I still remember mm. the first time I did a shamanic journey and I was led into the cave and I met my guides and I felt like I'd been finally reunited with my spiritual family after many lifetimes mm. and it was an incredible experience and a short while after that doorway opened it became clear to me that this was really my vocation my vocation was to be a shamanic practitioner and it all came so naturally to me that I then spent the next seven eight years as a shamanic apprentice but not of a, another human being but of my guides yeah so People would show up out of the blue needing help, and I would simply be told what they needed. And I would do these energetic healing. Amazing. Which was kind yeah. of weird from there. It was kind <laughs> of real, just, you know, just trust life and yeah. trust this, trust this path. And so I did. And this practice grew, um, it grew and grew and grew until I was kind of working with people all over the world, actually. And, and I was reading books about shamanic healing, and I was reading things were exactly the same as I'd been taught by my guides. It was That's quite an amazing cool. confirmation that this is actually a thing. This isn't just my own yeah. personal psychosis <laughs> yeah, going on. That I'm... <laughs> I've, been, I've been there. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> I think we intuitives can really like 
is this yeah. just my personal psychosis I'm in? You know, it's a question I still ask myself occasionally because it's probably healthy to, you know, to question yourself. But, um, <laughs> but, it, but it really became apparent to me that there was this genuine path I was on and it, and it had been going on for lifetimes and it, and it was something that belonged to humanity. And um, around, around seven years into this shamanic path, I began to have my sexual abuse experiences. So I started mm. to suddenly, out of the blue, go into these very deep, kind of shaking trance states where I would start to have these very traumatic memories come up of events that mm. happened in my life before I was around 10 years old. And that was essentially my womb waking up. And I feel yeah. that, that we came at a timing where, um, so I was about 40 at this point, uh, it came at a time where I'd done enough work that I was able to then really be able to handle what my body yeah. had in store for me. And so... Um, as these memories were coming up, I was being guided that I would be helping women to deal with exactly this mm. kind of thing and that my work was with the womb. And so as I worked through my traumas, I was simultaneously holding workshops for women where um, I would invite these women to come and work with me. And I would say, I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen, but we're <laughs> going to be together for three or four days and um, we're going to work with our wounds. And so these women would show up. Wow. And, yeah. and I would find myself sort of somehow just receiving and then sharing all of these practices and teachings. And this kept evolving over the course of around two years. And that's how the modality that I, I, I kind of mm -hmm. brought in was, was kind of created. Well, it wasn't entirely created. It just kind of arrived, let's yeah. say. <laughs> it's like gifted. There <laughs> yes. you go. Yes, yes. So that's kind yeah. of in broad brushstrokes, the path that um, <laughs> yeah. brought me to Sacred Womb Awakening, where I am now. Wow, beautiful. Thanks for sharing that your story. And yeah, there's so many, so many layers there. And that really, that trusting, that divine trusting that you you just went into and, and where it led you today sharing so much beautiful wisdom with the world so amazing so you have worked a lot with women in many different contexts I know like before you were doing the womb awakening I think you were working like in women's services with trauma domestic abuse and I think something like that and you now like later working with women in this womb space kind of way but You've been working a lot with like early childhood trauma, and I wanted to hear a little bit more about things that you've discovered through the work that you've been doing and the impacts on women. And I think you work with men, but anything that you've discovered that you'd like to share? Sure, sure. So, yes, I've, I've often worked with women, even as an anthropologist. I was a gender anthropologist, so um, working with women and understanding how women's stories are, are very important to anthropological research. And then when I was working as a shiatsu practitioner in London, I was working a lot in public services. So that's kind of like very frontline services, homeless shelters, um, women's refuges, um, alcohol and drug addiction services, predominantly with women. And so I was really um, kind of energetically getting the sense of what happens when somebody is in very, um, mm -hmm. let's say, heavy trauma. And they're in a position where they really don't know to get, how to get out of the trauma. I'm talking about, you know, groups of people who, who were often very long term in trauma loops, in fact. And mm. sadly, these kind of services don't really know how, how to get people out. They just sort of maintain people. You yeah, know, keep it out there. Support them. Mm -hmm. It, it yeah. kind of just get, it kind, they're kind of flatlining. 
Um, yeah. And what I realized, of course, working with many of those women was that there, there was childhood trauma, there was sexual abuse, perhaps the parents were drug addicts, um, you know, there was violence at home. And so these people didn't really have a foundation to stand on energetically. And, mm-hmm. and that was that was very painful to see that um, those women I was working with weren't having the opportunity to work deeply on themselves. And, and maybe they weren't ready yet either, because it's quite a thing yeah. to, to do the deep yeah. shadow work that that resolves these traumas. And then as I progressed into shamanic work, many of my clients were women, of course, and medicine women, and women who had a high degree of sensitivity as uh, intuitives or healers. And then as I did the womb work, then I really began to sit in circle with women and hear the stories. And um, I think what it made me realize was that um, collectively as women, we're all sitting on different layers of trauma. And it's very, actually, very hard to find a woman who's not traumatized at some level. That's yeah. actually the, the, the real key that I have taken away from working with women. And it's kind of why I have such a burning passion to bring this womb awakening tool into the world, because it's essentially um, all about trauma resolution so that we can recover the spiritual power of the womb. And what I realized was that, A, every woman I'd, I met or spoke to or sat in circle with had some degree of sexual trauma or perhaps a mother line trauma where mm. her mother, the mother and the mother's lineage was very wounded. So there was not a healthy template for femininity. Yeah. Yeah. Going on which mm-hmm. I think we can all relate to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that, that, is no, yeah. that is no fault of our mother's generation. It's just this is a collective situation where we're kind of coming out of a very, very long cycle of trauma on our planet. And mm. some of us of our generation, we're the first in the family to really step up and do the work. To break the cycle, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and also um, a feeling that many women were in a very confused and distorted energy with regards to how they're magnetizing the polar opposite, the masculine. So mm-hmm. they really didn't know what it was to be in a healthy, trusting, deep, receptive, feminine energy through the womb, and therefore were not able to attract a healthy, strong, supportive, masculine energy. Mm. Um, and that also goes hand in hand with, I think, our version of feminism that's been going on for a long time, yes, which I call kind of masculinism. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> Yeah, all kind of been pumped up to to become more masculine as a way to impact. Yeah, so it's like let's just be the same. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, really pumped ourselves up, but we haven't addressed uh, what what femininity is and and what that Mm. how femininity looks like. So um, these these were kind of like very very big broad broad brush themes that I was really seeing across all the women that I was working with, and really felt that. as they went through womb awakening processes, they were able to address these things. First, trauma, perhaps sexual trauma, you know. So for a lot of women, even if there hasn't been a severe sexual trauma, let's say a rape or a childhood abuse, there's been kind of traumatic sexuality, a feeling of being entered into by someone who didn't love you or a feeling of being coerced into sexuality or a feeling of being with someone who somehow left a trace within you of their own um, Mm. imprints. Mm. you're then kind of trying to clean up and so 
it's just been a beautiful journey to help women really clear out this old trauma energetically, really say, you know, this is now stored in my womb, but I can now take responsibility for it. I can now release it. I can release mm. these past imprints. I can release yeah. past traumas. I can clear motherline transmissions, you know. I can start yeah. to understand how to can reconfigure myself so that I can yeah. be in union. Beautiful. There's so many layers there. <laughs> and we, do, yes. you know, most of us are walking, you know, many are walking around. They don't even know that there's this, these, we're holding these traumas in our womb. And it starts, it's our own, like you said, that in our own individual could be sexual trauma from childhood or like, or just that, um, you know, not respected in some sort of way and that gets stored. But then that, again, that mother line, that lineage of that generate intergenerational trauma that's been passed down. And, and I think you talk a lot about that collective trauma that we're all, you know, we're carrying as a collective. And, and I think that's so beautiful by the work, I think with your womb awakening. So I want to talk a little bit about that because this is, this is a tool, this is a way for us to start that healing process. And I think you know, as this is a way forward in our, in our world, you know, I talk about like birthing in new earth, like, well, how do, how do we do this? And I think what you're doing is like a big, huge component of how we start to heal the collective, heal ourselves as individuals. And, and then again, that um, ripples out into the collective. So can you tell us more about um, sacred womb awakening and what that is? Yes, indeed. <laughs> so, um, Sacred Womb Awakening is, is my umbrella term for a very kind of diverse but somehow unified set of pathways, really, which all concern the womb. And when I'm talking about the womb, I'm not just talking about the physical organ of the womb, which is, of course, a miraculous and beautiful organ within a woman. But it's also the emotional component aspect of the womb, and it's also the spiritual aspect of the womb. So... I see the womb as this immense and powerful center of consciousness within us. And I see the womb as kind of almost like a partner to the heart, a very mm. deep foundational partner to the heart, another center of consciousness, a deep center of power, and a deep center of knowing and intuition also. So the womb is way more than an organ. The womb is just yeah. this beautiful center within us that is often just buried out of consciousness. We yeah. have been conditioned to live in our heads to, and we often unconsciously uh, avoid the traumatization that we're holding collectively. Mm, by yeah. All the shame and the guilt and all that deep, deep shadow stuff. And we avoid it by um, just being up in our heads actually. Or if we're very intuitive, we can go even further and just spend a hang out <laughs> yeah. a lot in the astral realm too. <laughs> It's a nice kind of That's bypass. A lot of bypassing so, happening there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so you know, a lot of intuitives end up sort of in that in that realm, you know. Um, yeah. And actually, they're then unable then to deal with real life situations because yeah. they're not here. They're not fully here. And they're not dealing with what's here. Um, so, so really, the first stage of womb awakening is actually arriving in our bodies. It's really mm. acknowledging that we we need to fully inhabit our bodies. And we need to take stock of what's in our bodies. So womb awakening, healing always begins with a process of um, trauma and tension release through the body with breath work, movement, sound work, mm. so that we can begin to shift this like habitual center or center of gravity, I call it, or habitual focus of awareness mm -hmm. from the head or higher <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> into 
the rest of the body so down into the heart and then eventually down into the womb the womb. we're yeah. calling ourselves down into this part of us and what we find when we do this process for many of us is that we find trauma layers and blocks within our bodies that need to be addressed and for mm. many of us we've been avoiding that we've been just not not wanting to address it and that's not a conscious thing so the first stage is to really start to acknowledge and then clear the blocks the emotional pockets all the things that are happening within our bodies which can also be addressed with yoga or body work or you know certain kinds of active meditation for example until we can really feel that we are arriving down into the womb and into mm. this space and then once we've done that then the second stage is really to start to activate our sensitivity to what is happening within our womb so how is our womb speaking to us? Are we able to forge an intuitive connection to her? Does she become like another spirit guide who's giving us messages? Um, is she speaking to us emotionally? Is she speaking to us physically, even perhaps through pain or inflammation or an illness? Mm -hmm. What is the womb actually saying to us? And can we start listening? So one of the things that happens for a lot of women when they do a womb listening exercise is they start to realize their womb feels abandoned yeah and she feels dishonored she feels mm. dishonored because sexually many of us have felt a societal pressure to have sex and then allowed people into our womb space who didn't truly love and honor us mm. and so these are two really big things that can come up in the womb story and of course, there's much more that can come up, but we can think of our womb as having a whole biography of her own. Yeah, that I like has that. A key moment, like, <laughs> yeah. like, like the first menstruation or a pregnancy or an abortion or a rape or a joyful lovemaking or a feeling of, of mm. power, you know. And so there's this life happening all the time at the level of our womb. And the more we can be with that life, Mm. the more connected we are to ourselves so that's really the second stage is this ability to hear and to listen and then once we're really starting to get into touch with uh, our womb story we can then start addressing through healing so much of the womb awakening process is a kind of quantum light healing process where we are starting to perceive what's really happening there what our womb is holding so the womb is a hollow organ and then energetically is also a receiver. So just like mm. in sex, the woman receives the man's organ into her. Energetically and emotionally, the womb is a receptacle. And so um, it's a place where things get stored. stored the emotional yes. and sexual energy yeah. of our partners, our own um, traumas that we haven't managed to deal with. The mother line, because, because the mother line trauma is passed through the womb. Right. Mm. We sit in our yeah. mother's womb for nine months. Yeah. And then it's our grandmother's our womb. womb. <laughs> and our, exactly. Yeah. We have this whole chain yeah. of wounds that has yeah. been transmitting unconscious trauma and, of course, strength and power. So, so we start to become aware of all of these aspects of uh, distortion and trauma, pain, wounding, different emotional states, fear, anger, shame, grief. All of these things uh, are generated through different events. And we start to do light work, which is all about just in the quantum field, placing healing mm -hmm. intentions into the womb, using healing energy and making clear intention to, to heal and to clear. And of course, this can come with emotional catharsis as well. 
So another yeah. aspect of womb work is emotional clarity, which you know is a, is a big aspect of many healing paths, of course. Yeah, finding emotional clarity and also um, being self-loving in in the moments where shadow emotions come up. Mm. You know, so not going important. into <laughs> self-judgment, yeah. not going yeah. into self-deprecation, or not going into sort of self blocking because you're afraid yeah, it's like okay that's too much I'm afraid gonna put that back down anger afraid <laughs> yeah. afraid of your own anger afraid of your own yeah anger. oh my god that's been a big one for me afraid of anger and it took me a long time to to let that out mm. yeah yeah and yeah. we have a lot of uh, spiritual programming with anger and gender programming like women yeah. don't get angry and you know and then spiritual people don't get angry so you're doubly screwed and you know? yes. <laughs> that was exactly right I, thought, I need to be zen all the time <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have we have so many stories like that which are, you know, it's great great to shed them. <laughs> Get come back to who we really are in the end. Yeah. Um, so there's all these layers of healing and though for example, it's healing all any sort of distorted energy that has come into you from past lovers or from past sexual experiences. That's a really big one. Mm. That's like a ma major reset for the womb. Um uh, there's also the healing of, for example, the grief and uh, trauma of abortion or miscarriage and perhaps yeah. healing any etheric or energetic threads that are still um, there or present with children in spirits. There's, as I say, kind of emotional states that come from traumatized mother line, releasing those. Mm. Um, there's also perhaps the trauma of surgery, illness in the womb, yeah. you know, whether it's cesarean birth surgery or it's... Um, surgery because you've had something like fibroids or something else going on in the womb so mm. all of these just leave these layers and we're just cleaning and cleaning and cleaning and in my in my um you know experience and in my personal path that took me about five years and that was me doing yeah. it all the time yeah uh, but it can yeah. be a lot quicker as well I had an awful lot to clear which is why I guess I'm doing this <laughs> yeah <laughs> we do we, we we teach the path that we need <laughs> yes um, yes that is so true know, we're the first patient that's that's clear and um so from there from that kind of clearing comes the point where the womb feels much more crystalline it's like mm. this um, crystalline and healthy matrix of the womb is being restored and what the kind of next stage after that is um really then sort of restoring the natural energy of the womb there's an aspect of womb awakening which recognizes that when we've been traumatized we lose soul pieces we lose fragments of our yeah we get fragmented yeah, yeah. so if we think of our we get fragmented exactly mm -hmm. so an energetic fragmentation everyone will kind of recognize that if you've had a shock or a car accident or you know something like that or someone's just slammed a door in your face or said something very violent to you you go into this kind of spaced out sort of state where you can't mm. really deal with things you're in shock so what's happening energetically is that your energy field is just kind of going and all this energy yeah. that it's like all this just energy burst out it's just like yeah yeah exactly and yeah all this energy that's meant to be in your body that's meant to be part of you in your body, feeling grounded, feeling a belonging, feeling a whole body functioning in your nervous system and everything has suddenly just kind of exploded out. And in a normal run of events, you know, maybe 70 or 80% of that energy just gently comes back. And at some point you say, oh, I feel, I feel myself again. I've had a cup of yeah. tea, you know. But what's happening energetically is that 
you're also your energy body is just kind of kind of coming back in right it's coming Mm. back to where it needs to belong but what can happen with a major trauma is that we take in an impact and it's so enormous that energy pieces fly out but they fly out so far that we actually lose them Mm. so they don't come back and then what we have is like a gap within ourselves where there's a vital part of us missing a vital part of our soul or spiritual energy yeah. it should be in our body should be filling yeah. us with light and has now become dark become empty mm. and so i call this condition soul loss it's a very shamanic term and mm-hmm. many of us are walking around with with these fragments missing, missing. yeah it's missing so true Mm-hmm. And so what are we doing about that? Well, we're, we're, we're finding, trying to find relationships to fill the pe- missing pieces, people to love us and make us feel safe or make us feel good. We might be resorting to overeating, um, binge eating, alcohol, drugs, shopping, money. Yeah, um, name it all. <laughs> you name it, social media, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and we are trying to fill up those pieces. And so... This kind of soul loss is a really important aspect of the womb as well. Oftentimes, Mm. not just in our bodies in general, but in the womb, we have this soul loss. And for many women, that's where I see that they are in a relationship to the masculine, which is actually vampiric. So they are reaching out to receive the love and sexual energy of the masculine because they are trying to fill themselves. And this is often at the core of you know codependency and relationship addiction and all sorts of things yeah and one of the most beautiful for me aspects of womb awakening is when we do soul retrievals back into the womb Mm, and teaching women that you need to start off from your wholeness in the womb you need to start off from this wholeness this energetic integrity and the feeling that you have all the love, you have all the power, you have all the presence and the support that you need inside your body. This is you are self-sustaining. And then to be uh, looking for relationship from that viewpoint. From that space, yeah. From that space. So a huge uh, stage in the womb awakening process is this soul retrieval, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. filling in the empty pieces. And it's a beautiful process. It's very powerful. And a lot of women really start to step up and realize how disempowered they've been and how actually exploitative they've been of other people's energy Mm. because they've actually been using other people's energy to try and fill themselves up yeah that can be that's a hard that's a hard one to to swallow because we in that state we're always like it's always the other person that's hurting us but actually yeah when you have to take that responsibility yeah yes it's, it's a big, big one it's a big download it's a big yeah. <laughs> yes i remember that one <laughs> yeah yeah exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so that's that's a really beautiful one and so when we've done the trauma clearing and we've cleaned the old imprints and then we've really done this uh, soul retrieval work then we start to get into a position in terms of relationship where we can start really feeling into becoming a healthy becoming a kind of healthy feminine embodiment so the womb is our kind of deepest center of power with regards to becoming magnetic in terms of relationship Mm. yeah so often the relationships we um, attract they're being magnetized at that level of who we are 
which is why a woman yeah. who's been traumatized is going to attract more Keep. traumatic relationships yeah. and she may not want to she may have done years of therapy you know talked about it and understood it but she hasn't shifted the the core like magnetics of her womb yeah. therefore at this deep unconscious level she's still kind of drawing in more of the same and so the womb work is kind of putting us in a position where we're now you know we're shining our light differently we're shining our light more powerfully more purely and we're now able to magnetize something new and that's very exciting mm, that is exciting <laughs> yeah and that's when you start to see really really big shifts and i'm i'm happy to say that after eight years on my own doing this path, yeah. I was then able to finally meet my partner, who is really my divine union partner. Mm, beautiful. Who has a very pure masculine energy himself and has worked mm. on that extensively. And it's yeah. just a whole huge, massive oh, experience. Yeah. There's, there's no, no comparison. Between <laughs> wow, it's so amazing. Before and what yeah. I'm experiencing now. So I'm really really just overjoyed for myself and really happy that that um that is the case you know mm. so, so, yeah. so that's so, just such a beautiful aspect of the work yeah so beautiful like it's so many layers and it like we've we were talking about it's it does take a lot of courage to do this work but when you do it on the other end it may be intense but on the other end it's so rewarding and you know it's so beautiful to hear the story of you know you're meeting your divine meat divine masculine and you know doing this work you feel so much better so much more empowered you're attracting what you you deserve and yeah it's such beautiful work and so so important because like we we talked about before so I think most women are carrying some sort of trauma within themselves so and and, and then and then that comes back to um there's two things I want to talk about, but but this comes back to how when we all are on the individual base carry this trauma and how that affects the collective and what we're creating in the world. And so maybe you can chat a little bit about that because that's big too. <laughs> wow. Well, that's that's really interesting, isn't it? I mean, I really I really do feel the collective nature of all of this, and and I think we're we're very lucky when we can. Um, we feel safe enough to start addressing the trauma. So I know that, you know, people like you and me, we're, we're really the lucky ones because yeah. we're finally in a, in, in a safe enough situation that we can do personal work. And I, my heart and my womb just ache for all mm. the many millions of women and girls and men and boys who are still in such survival situations or in yeah. um, situations of ongoing danger and traumatization that they cannot do yeah. this work yet. So mm. first, just wanting to recognize that, you know, the ones of us who are, who are doing this work or interested in this work now, we're such a spearhead um, yeah. for the collective. We have such an mm. immense responsibility that comes from our freedom and our, and our privilege, in fact. Yes, yes. Because totally. what's, what's really happening is that this deep distortion at a collective level, and unfortunately, we're still at a point in history where that's the norm. That's what yeah. most people... I feel like one of the most erosive things is that it leads to a lack of love within relationship and it mm. leads to a lack of love and trust within men and women. And it's just taken so, us so far from our original design, which is to co-create yeah. harmoniously yeah. and bringing it back to the theme of birthing a new earth. Mm. Um, I really feel that human beings have so much more creative power than, yes. than they're currently yeah. manifesting and yeah. owning. And I really would love to see 
human beings coming together, healing themselves, making themselves whole mm. first in the internal plane and in the personal internal individual yeah. plane. But then secondly, bringing that out into the world, um, yes. in whatever way, shape or form they're meant to, which is all beautiful and all welcomed. Yeah. Because we are, we are, we are so lacking. I think it's such a human condition. We're so lacking creative autonomy and sovereignty and creative vision. Yes. And that's why governments and powers have the power mm-hmm. they have. Yeah, because it's a very like, ourselves. yeah, we're in that very hierarchical structure right now. But when we, but it's time to flip it. <laughs> it's time to yes. flip it upside down. And, and that's where like, you know, like you said, as the kind of way showers or the spearhead of doing that collective, I mean, that individual work on ourselves, and then we're able to come together. And then that's what birthing in New Earth is about is like doing that individual collective and then gathering people that have done that work and then we come together collectively then there's more power and then we can get that message out and and it just the ripple effect happens so so important (laughs) because you're like you said we're we're just living in such a small potentiality of what we have there's so much more potentiality and it's exciting and but it takes work too (laughs) yeah Yes, we have to do some real deep digging to get to that full potential. <laughs> it's, it's not easy. And yeah. my, my other great hope collectively is that it does get easier, that, you know, the ones of yeah. us who are doing it now are sort of yeah. like... Hey, they are like, like digging the holes, like digging the riverbed for everyone. <laughs> exactly. But, but I feel that, yes, and, and we're, being so, we're, so, we're being so supported um, yeah. by the energies that, that are coming in now as well. So that what will happen is I feel that more and more people will become aware of their trauma, which will be painful, you know, but there'll be yeah. more support and more light and actually more speed around it, you know, yes. being able to clear. And I've seen that I've, since I began my healing practices that people clear things faster and faster and faster these days. Yeah, that's so but cool. I actually, I mean, and, and ultimately, I'm, I can't wait for this whole paradigm and this whole pra- um body of work sacred room awakening to be completely obsolete because no one needs it anymore that's what i'm working towards (laughs) the ultimate goal the ultimate goal ultimate goal is like oh wow you know this used to be my work is done and i was like wow we've just moved so far you know and i don't know how many years that will take but i would love to get to the point where just you know children are born and it's all good you know yeah don't have to deal with that that would be amazing yes yes that's (laughs) What, I, what I'm feeling right now, again, is that what you're talking about, that energy, I feel that energy but here behind us that there's so, so much potency happening right now. There's so much, um, you know, uh, I don't know how to say it, but like <laughs> this energy coming in that's supporting us. Yeah, we're really, I really feel really supported in the work that I'm doing now energetically. And I think that you must be feeling the same and then that there is going to be like this speeding up process yeah, and then this is also again kind of like coming back to birthing a new earth is because there's so many avenues that w- that work to bring us into this new paradigm, and you know like working with children and conscious parenting and all these things. These, and that's what I really love about like everyone has their little like heart's mission and what they're meant to be doing and gifting to the world, and then together we bring this all together, and this is how we begin to make the steps to the healing and the, the shift to. A planetary shift so yes <laughs> thank you for all that you do thank you for all that you do your work is amazing and it's so important I really love to I loved hearing about 
your sacred womb awakening, because I think that is so vital for many of us, for everyone, really. I wanted to, and I wanted to shift, ask one more question before I wanted to get into your, what your offerings are. You work with men as well, don't you? Yeah, tell yes. us, just to share a little bit about that before we, I think we've got about 10 minutes, so. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So I, I do work with men. I work with men a lot less than I work with women, but as a shamanic practitioner, I've worked with men, you know, quite extensively over the years. And what I realized is that in that womb space, there's also a, a very, very clear masculine womb space, which I've really never found a satisfactory name for. Um, yeah. You know, I could call it a sacred <laughs> space. Uh, and men also have had such a share of traumatization in this space. Mm. And um, one of the things that I feel very passionate about with men is to really understand the collective nature of masculine traumatization, which is very deep. Um, mm. You know, we, we've, we, it's easy to focus on feminine tra traumatization yeah. within patriarchy, yeah. but yeah. masculine but traumatization yeah. is, is such, such a huge story, like such a, such a deep story of slavery, men being mm. enslaved, men being forced mm. into war. So in Europe, yes. for example, in the last century, how many millions of young men were forced into violence and war? In I know. The most horrific experiences. And that's not our nature. And they were forced to not do not, it. Yes. It's like nobody would want to. <laughs> nobody, no man would want to do that. Yeah. To do this. Yeah. Um, there's also been this huge economic slavery, from which men have carried the burden mm -hmm. of. Yes. Uh, it's, it, I know that in 1950s feminine, feminism, it was all about, well, men have all the economic power. And, you know, I understand that. But... Yeah. That came at a cost that came at the cost yeah. of like just full-on kind of economic slavery which is still here it's just more subtle yeah you know, so, it's yeah. debt slavery it's mortgage slavery um mm. it's working for a company that you don't agree with but you need to make you need to make coin you need to buy bread you know um, yeah but it, it's um it's just a very deep level of traumatization and also i think one of the key masculine traumatizations is that because we've had a father god for such a long time mm. men have not had a mother god or a mother goddess or a sense of belonging to the divine feminine yeah and that's been wounding for women but that's also been really wounding for men for men yeah totally because that more as that vulnerable aspect of the masculine wants to feel a belonging and a love from the divine feminine that's just so mm. foundational so mm. everybody's on such wobbly foundations um yes. energetically and yes. so with my um, new beloved partner, we will be setting up pathways for men because he yes, is great. very, very uh, into his own understanding of his own sexual healing and his own emotional healing. And so Womb Awakening will in the next couple of years have its masculine counterpart as a pathway, mm -hmm. which I'm very Beautiful. excited about. So I, I don't really know it. what it's going to look like, but, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, that, that's going to unfold. It's going to unfold, yeah. which is very, very, yeah. very right and exciting and just as it should be. Oh, beautiful. I love to hear that because I think it's something, you know, because we talk a lot about divine feminine, divine awakening, but it, it is both for men and I mean, for women and for men and the men kind of get just, and like you said, patriarchy is just as traumatic and toxic for men as it is for women. I mean, there is a toxicity for both sides. And I think it's important to talk about that. And I'm so happy that you guys are creating programs and there's, um, yeah. Beautiful. Okay, so I wanted to sh uh, for you to share. I know you have some amazing things that you are sharing in the world at the moment. So you have 
a sacred womb awakening online course that you've kind of, you've delved into, but you know, you've kind of, you've done so much work over the years and you've brought so many, um, developed so many tools and techniques. So now you're, you're sharing um, this to uh, trained practitioners. Is that right? Like you're doing the yes. um, training. Yeah, that's right. So one of my main focus professionally right now is training practitioners. So mm. I have a two year training program for anyone who wants to become a certified womb awakening practitioner. And as you have probably gathered from how I described the pathway, it's quite a deep multifaceted pathway. Mm. And there's a lot more to it than I've mentioned. Yeah. And so those two years are very much about a doing your personal work, really going through your own healing journey but then also learning to hold space as a facilitator or a one-to-one -one therapist or a group facilitator to really mm -hmm. take women on that journey as well and be yeah. able to really hold that space for the deep trauma work and for the you know, deep shamanic healing. Um, yeah. and, and so the women who typically come on my course have already perhaps trained in a modality or two, uh, mm -hmm. teaching something or practicing something. And this is like the next step and the next stage in how they want to do shadow work and how they want to do group work and how they want to kind of offer this work into the world. And it's very beautiful the way it's running mm. because um, every woman who does this uh, course somehow finds a way to synthesize it and make it evolve in a personal way for her. Yeah. So it's not a kind of uh, rigid, you know, you like must teach cookie it cutter. Way, cookie cutter, <laughs> sausage factory kind of a course. Yeah. It's very much... Um, <laughs> These are some really awesome tools, but I want you to find the unique way that you're going to hold the space. Yeah, like your voice and in yeah. your voice and your experience and, and also um, bringing in your own modalities and your own synthesis of this. So that's really, mm -hmm. that's really how it works. And I tend to just teach quite small groups of under 10 women uh, because there's an, a lot of individualized support, mm. and listening and sharing that comes with it every week. Um, yeah, because it's a real, it's a real journey. It's, yeah, it's an yeah. Training. I, I love watching <laughs> women grow through that work. Yeah, at the other so, end, and yeah, just offering beautiful stuff into the world. I'm very proud of all my students. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, I love it because well, for, I, a, I love how you um, you do first the individual work because I think that's so important as like a, a healer or a practitioner. Or if we're going to be you know, offering services in the world, we keep, have to keep doing our work, you know, and that's really important. And then, and then I think it's so important that we have more, more people sharing this, this beautiful wisdom in the world, like, like we've talked about, it's such an important time right now. And the more practitioners and healers and, you know, awakening that within, within people, what you're doing is really important. So, yay. <laughs> so I will be putting um, all those links down below. So if you want to find out more about Diana and her programs, they're down below. And one last thing, I know that you're also birthing something else into this world. And this is like a global online learning and healing community. Is that right? Yes. Yes. I'm in the, I'm in the kind of mid, midway stages of creating a, a membership site, which will be really for anyone around the globe who wants to take these deep learning pathways, whether for men or mm. for women. And it's going to be a place where um, me, along with my partner, we are going to be um, really creating an evolving body of work, which is about many different facets of shadow healing and sexual healing, masculine, feminine healing, divine couple work, um, mm. intuitive uh, developments, um, 
energy management for people who are sensitive. I mean, it's going to have a big array of programs within it. And the idea is that, that you join and then the more time goes by, there's going to be more material, but we'll be going to be doing a lot of live teaching every month as well. So at least you know, one masterclass every month and uh, kind of intuitive check-ins and sharing circles as well for our members. So and really ultimately feeling that we're kind of holding an energetic grid at the planetary level. Yeah. For any soul yeah. who feels like this is this is the pathway I need, you know. Yeah. Um, this is this is what's resonating for me. Um, at mm. the moment is what I need so very yeah. very excited and yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll be able to share more details uh, in the in the near future yes well again I'll have all that stuff down there and you can follow uh, Diana on Instagram to keep up to date with all her work and her sharing her wisdom and yeah it's like I said it's so important what you're sharing in the world and I'm just truly grateful for what you what you're doing and what you're sharing and grateful that you're came on with me today and shared with us. And is there any final last words you would like to share with our audience today? Well, I just actually wanted to thank you, Samantha, because you're doing such amazing work in the world by bringing all of these different threads together. And I think that's so valuable that you're seeing the deep connections between all of these areas of work that interest you and that you're bringing yeah. practitioners and um, experts to the fore. I think that's such an amazing um, work. And I really want to acknowledge you for that. And thank you for holding that vision. Oh, thank you, Diana. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, again, um, to find out more about Diana and all the beautiful things she does, check below and have a beautiful day. And thanks again, Diana. Take care. Thank you, Samantha. Thank you. And lots of love to all our listeners. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for joining the podcast today. If you'd like to know more about Birthing in New Earth, our gatherings, events, our amazing collective of speakers, please join us over at Instagram at Birthing in New Earth. If you liked what you listened to today, please subscribe, leave us some stars, any comments. We'd love to hear from you. Any topics that you want us to talk about, please send it through. Thank you for being here and have a beautiful day.